I'm so glad that you are here today at Flint Central. We have a very special treat. Uh, pastor Robert McCathern, who pastors Joy Tabernacle, the founding pastor of that church, and pastored there for 18 years. He's pastored for 45 years, um, and we are so thankful. Do you welcome Pastor McCathern today? I'm really excited in this day of so much confusion and division that God still reigns. I'm just excited uh, to have the opportunity in the five years of doing uh, mission work that we've been to about seven countries and one of the greatest mission grounds is right here in Flint, Michigan and uh, with the water crisis and the relationship between this church is exemplifying really more than you even know what it means to be a mission-minded church and so I thank your, your pastor for the vision and also for the church for the willingness to follow that vision. Uh, ye are the light of the world. Matthew 5, 14 and 16 says, Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill or on Bristol cannot be hid. Neither do men put a light uh, a candle and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And so central Nazarene, the world is seeing and Flint is seeing your good works. And we do glorify God for that. Just want to talk a little bit about the light of missions throughout the world and the impact that we're having as the body of Christ. Uh, in a time like this, the mission is to present Jesus Christ to a dark, directionless world as a savior, as a redeemer, and a soon-coming king. It is through him, Jesus Christ, that the world is brought out of its darkness into a marvelous light. How many of us are living in that light? It can, it, if, if I can share today, not the words of a sermon, but I want to be able to share yeah, um, uh, testimony and some pictures of what God has allowed me to see and the power of ministry and missions throughout the world. So today I want to not preach a sermon as well as sometimes you've heard the old saying, I'd rather see one than to hear one. And so walk with me as we journey on today. Captured, hopefully, before your eyes are pictorial excerpts of some trips to over uh, six or seven countries in the past five years where God has allowed, uh, I don't know if they're able to show those pictures now. They're, they're coming? Okay, they're behind me, okay. Where God has allowed us to uh, share the gospel and love of Christ to some who have never even heard nor experienced God's embracement, God's encouragement, God's engagement from and through his people. The mission statement for today is to let your light so shine. 
from Kenya to Tanzania to South Sudan, Colombia, Central America, and Uganda. God has allowed us to share the light of the gospel, to radiate his continents, and to illuminate its message. The light of mission shines through the world as God's promise that the gospel will be shared, his works will be done, and his love will be shared abroad through our hearts, through the hearts of the church, and to the whole entire world. Go ye into all the world and preach and share and just give a hug. The world sits in such darkness, depression and decadence, waiting in anguish and often in agony and anticipating for the church to rise to its true and powerful position as a light that shineth in darkness and to present to this world the true antidote to social ills, uh, to divided governments, to social anarchy. It is through the light of Christ Jesus that will bring joy, peace, and equity to a whole of mankind, its nations, and its governments. Missions is God's light shining through the reflection of his people. Missions is the vehicle by which the body of Christ exemplifies through its many members the heart, the hands, and the feet of glad tidings, the arms of compassion, Knees obedient to the call that if my people, which I called my, my name, will humble themselves and pray, I will. Knees obedient to the call. The legs of mercy that walks throughout the earth and the mouthpiece of God, heralding to a lost world, repent for the kingdom is at hand. Hopefully, we all will involve ourselves in some form of a mission experience. However, it is fact that some regard mission as a secondary purpose, but Christ himself, and I'm going to get in trouble with some Sunday school teachers and some theologians, Christ himself was the first missionary. He was the first to lead the comfort of his own habitation. He was the first to disregard his prominent status and deny himself of his inherited privileges and willfully and dutifully came down from heaven into a desolate, unbelieving, and often unfriendly environment. He gave himself as a sacrificial ransom for us all. Missions is the very essence and divine response of man to his God. Once again, missions is the very essence and divine response of man to his God. When we have an experience with God, it changes how we must relate to God's creation. Today, I invite each of you to journey with me. Usually, if I'm in my home church, I'm much more free and I'm not scripted as much, but I must stay time conscious. So I need you to go with me, if you would, on this journey with me. And, and I don't have buses outside to accommodate everybody, and we don't have time to go pack. We won't need a passport today. 
However, we will need to be willing to come out of our comfort zones, casual poise, cultural and religious familiarity. We must become mission ready, mission minded. We will need to go first into our own souls and equip ourselves with three things, the compassion Matthew 9:26 when he saw the crowds he was moved with compassion for them to the humility by which Christ in Philippians 2 and 18 2 and 8 says he humbled himself and became obedient even unto death even the death of the cross and 3 we must be willing to have the testimony of Isaiah as pastor Rob said 6 and 10 Isaiah said I heard the voice of the Lord whom shall I send and who will go for us? Isaiah responds and said, here am I, send me. If we have those three components today, let's go. Today I invite you to go with us into the field of mission and experience what God does when the church realizes its true identity as the only light of the world and gladly places is light on a candlestick, offering and transcending, radiating and illuminating light to all seeking a way out of such dark places. The call of missions today will not beckon us across the waters. We don't have to go across the waters. It will not afford us a view across the mountain scenes and sculptured valleys. But let's take a mission trip across town. Let's go where God is up to something there, too. Where people who need the light of church and the sanctified hope that only Christ can give. Let's go where Christ, his church, and his chosen have been commissioned to go. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works, see the good missions, and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Our mission will take us today to see a brief documentary, which is a story of redemption in Flint, Michigan. This documentary was captured by a film writer who came and spent some time in Flint during our water crisis, as did so many. And the documentary is entitled Noah. And Noah tells the story of a young man from Flint who was going down a one-way street. But when, as Paul on the Damascus Road, he was confronted with a light. And through a transformed experience, this story of Noah has caught the attention of the Guardian U.S., the Atlantic and National Geographic. And his story has now been seen by over 20 million people. Go with me into your hearts and soul and help me on this mission trip to find for yourself the child of God hidden behind the traumatic man. The story of Noah. <clears throat> stars yourself. But I was going down a one-way street going backwards. When I left the house, I had my gun on my hip, 
kept it blunt halfway lit. Had my tennis shoes tied tight just in case I had to jump out the car and run. I didn't trust nobody. For all I knew, one of my homeboys would shoot me in the back of my head. I was always a soldier. But I was a soldier in the wrong army. Forget what my... I didn't have a father. Stable. Um, I was have to deal with my mom's mental illness. This is my mom. We called her Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory because she looked like a nerd with those glasses on she had. I smelled the gunpowder. Something told me your mom just committed suicide. It hurt it so bad. Mom, why would you leave us? Why would you leave us here? After my mom passed, my sisters and my brother, they didn't really see eye to eye. My stepdad, he ran off. The house eventually was just empty. Lights was off. And it was just me. And I was 16. I would wake up in the morning and I would go to the living room where we all used to eat breakfast at. But I waited. I thought my brothers and sisters was going to come back home. Lights was going to be back on one day. And it was going to be just like the day before mama passed. It never happened. It never happened. city of Flint, Michigan, all is excitement. The older boys and girls are let out of school. Oh, this is a day. The whole town's a bustle. Yes, sirree, there's going to be a parade, too. Growing up, you hear how Flint was a thriving city. Flint was the American dream. Flint, Michigan. My kid got lead poisoning. Mercedes, my youngest baby. She's three. You have to say to yourself, it's not right. We didn't ask for the lifestyle that we grew up in. GM built the neighborhood and they left. It kind of left my generation feeling like we were cheated because it was gang infested, the whole crack epidemic popped off. And then our houses was condemned or either just non-livable. The city just destroy itself. This is achievement. Achievement by a great nation. Our Father, our Father, which are in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth. I tried raising myself for a while. That didn't work. A lot of my friends used to come around and we still didn't sell drugs or anything like that, but we stole anything we can get our hands on to survive. Scheming and scamming turned into a bad police record, enemies in the streets. My kids had to step over an AK-47 to get to the breakfast table. Unless God did some of the things he did to break the yoke on my life, 
I definitely was headed toward destruction. I can remember my house getting shot up and a bullet going in my house and hitting the couch. I looked at the bullet. I saw I don't know who did it. The streets is not a joke. If somebody comes and shoot at you, you better retaliate or either the next guy's going to do it or the next guy's going to do it. So I went to go retaliate and uh, I got one bullet off and my gun jammed. I took that as a sign. God is protecting me for a reason to help community. I never killed anyone, but I felt guilty for a lot of things, and I felt like it was blood on my hands. My pastor called me into his office with water, plain old Flint water. He washed my hands, physically washed my hands. It took somebody like Pastor to see my soul and see what I really could become. It's time to wake up. It's time to grow up. It's time to take our city back. There's a program that my church has provided. It's the real grassroots perspective of changing Flint. The black male image in Flint is put out to be thuggish, rough, but at the same time, I can guarantee every last one of us around this table just was pursuing happiness, but didn't have the right guidance. We give away water, fruit, lead tests. It's a way to help the community. I'm the supervisor of the Lime Care Service. We're cutting most of the lots that were previously vacant homes that were tore down. What it does is change the whole view of the neighborhood. Just the elder lady come outside in her hat and just fan and just she just wanna watch and watch her neighborhood her neighborhood come back. I love it. If there's one thing that people should know about Flint is that we've been survivors since day one. The day my mom put that revolver up to her head is what made me fight, 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 and fight. With everything I've been through, my job is to teach, to break the cycle. I know what y'all doing. When you put the man together, the world comes together. Instead of being a part of the problem, we're part of the solution. A permanent part of the solution. things I ask you to do is to go in your heart and find the child hidden beyond. I'm writing a book called Beyond Their Faces, an intricate look at the soul of so many people who have been traumatized. 
And secondly, I asked you to go with me and see the power of the church. There are many Noahs, there are many young people, not in distant lands, but right in our own backyard, that I thank God for the opportunity. Pastor Rob and I have lunch many times, and I'm able to pour to him as well as he is to me. And we thank God for your outreach, Pastor uh, Todd Womack, and all that he does. Noah walked into our parking lot of the church years ago, and today we rejoice at what God can do when mission is engaged and the light so shines in reaching the lost, feeding the hungry, and consoling the distressed. Noah is now a single parent of three, guardian of the children, a homeowner, minister at Joy, employee at Habitat for Humanity. He shares the same message. He washes the hands of his friends and is a reflection of the majestic, illuminating brilliance of an almighty God. Help me welcome to the Central Church, Noah. As I shared, and as I shared, This is the power of the church. This is the only power. Not jails, not correctional facilities, not treatment centers, but the church is the antidote. Thank you, Central Nazarene, for being an example in this city. Pastor Rob, for being an example of what true missions looks like. And Pastor Rob said, I know we're not going to be kind of like at your church, so don't expect a lot of amens, even if you get one. But let's fool him today. Let the church say amen. Thank you, Pastor McCatherine. You know, we don't have to go to Panama to see missions. I think that's the message that Pastor McCatherine just preached. We don't have to go. We go. We have trips there. We're doing great work there. But there are needs right here in our own city that, that need us. And we pray nearly every single Sunday that God's kingdom would come and his will would be done in Flint as it is in heaven. What's that look like? Well, that looks like Noah. It looks like somebody who's been rescued out of the, the pits. And imagine with me, just imagine what it would be if Noah's story is repeated ten times, a hundred times, a thousand times, ten thousand times, what that would mean to the city of Flint, what that would mean to our community and to our neighborhoods. Man, I am so glad that you could be with us today and here here to hear Pastor McCatherine. You know, Civic Park next year is going to be celebrating their 100th anniversary, and we're going to join with them in celebrating. And then they're probably going to come and celebrate with us because then the next year, 2020, is Central Church's 100th uh, anniversary. And so we'll be celebrating for the next two years. I'm so thankful, and I think you got a glimpse. I'm so thankful for Pastor McCatherine, what he's doing, what he means to our city. He truly is a man of God, and we are so blessed 
that he's been with us today. And Noah, again, thank you so much for being here. Let's pray. Lord, thank you again for this day, for how you're working. We do pray that you would continue to bless Joy Tabernacle, our brothers and sisters there. Bless this place. Send us from this place to make a difference for you in our neighborhoods, on our street, in our home, in our church, in our workplace, wherever you, we find ourselves, Lord, we want to be sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen.